1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: The Live Love Memphis group at the real estate agency is here for you. It doesn't matter what the conditions might be outside. It doesn't matter if it's sun If it's snow, if it's sleet, if it's freezing rain, they're here to serve you. And what they're going to do is very simple. They're going to help you make the most money for your home. You may think, I can never get that much money from this house. No chance. Well, it's what they do every single day. You would be absolutely stunned to see some of the miracles they've worked. So if you want to be next in line, just reach out to them. One way to do it, sold at LiveLoveMemphis.com.
3: I would count myself among those miracles. You could be the next one. you got to make the call, though. 901-625-5200. Again, 625-5200 is how you can get the process started. Jennifer Carson sends the best at what she does. Ask Alvin, ask me, ask Contar, and the many others we've sent over. Um, she is fantastic, and as John touched on, she's going to probably get you more money for your home than you think possible. Housing market's supposed to be heating up? So you want to make sure you're making the right call and maximizing what you've got. Get every buck. Don't leave anything on the table. You'll do that with Jennifer Carson. And again, 901-625-5200. It's the Live Love Memphis, Live Love Nash, and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency.
2: Every day around this time we do the rundown. Let's hit it. It's
3: the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on
2: 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Uh, We got some Memphis basketball action tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Memphis minus eleven eleven point favor tonight against the bulls from South Florida total one fifty eight and a half look this is uh this is really gonna be life um you know with really no discerning qualities of any future team that Memphis is gonna see until about february the twenty fifth um it's gonna be a lot like this um you know these mediocre you know, nine and five, you know, eight and seven, eight and six type of teams that Memphis is gonna see. You know, with the exception, they got two road games coming up after this one, uh, on the road at Tulane and then on the road at UAB. Um, but you know, you're gonna have a string here of, you know, your Rice's, your South Florida's, your Wichita States, your Tulanes, you know, your Charlotte. So they're all, you know, on the schedule. And while every game in a vacuum is is losable. You know, I would expect, you know, Memphis is going to be. I I, mean, I I know Rob Jason said that Memphis is going to be an underdog in North Texas. I don't think that's true. I, I just don't believe that. Um, I mean, I'm not cool. saying it's going to be some big number, but. A, lot could, between, but you, a lot could happen between now and then. He's basing that
3: on, John, the Ken Palm uh, predictions that I've got right now. That is a 69-67 Memphis loss. So I guarantee you that's what he was wow. looking at. Now again, things can change. You got you got what six seven games before, between now and North Texas. They could go the other way by that time. But for now, that's I'm, I guarantee you that's what he was looking at. But just just for for just you know for information's sake, they've also got Memphis projected to lose the next game, which would be at SMU, seventy five seventy two, and then also the the. The Florida Atlantic game on the road. Those are again. This is predictive. It's all a computer. But right yep. now, it's got Memphis going fourteen and four in conference. with losses at North Texas, at SMU, at Florida Atlantic. I think you and I would both agree uh, they're not losing all three of those games.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're not. Um, I guess now, whether or not they'll understand. be favored
3: is a different question. But that's why. That's where Rob he can just pull that. I mean, that's that's what he's well, facing it on, John.
2: This particular year, there's been more of a divergence from the Ken Palm line and Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you've seen some disparities. Um, For example, Ken Palm had Memphis winning by six against Wichita State, 79-73, and the line closed at four and a half. Um, So, I mean, that's not a big difference, but it is a difference. Uh, So... Just something to sort of think, keep your eye on. I guess, you know, maybe the markets just don't have as much respect. But it, it did open at six, I believe. So I mean it's they're using Ken Palm, I suppose, as the opens, and then they'll let the sharp money uh, you know, dictate it from there. But uh but yes, Memphis tonight open at thirteen and a half down to eleven. This has sort of been the the case with Memphis every game now. Um they opened as a bigger favorite against UTSa. They opened as a bigger favorite against Wichita State. They opened as a bigger favorite against uh, South Florida, and money came in and drove it down. Doesn't really matter. I mean, that's just a play on the number there. Uh, Memphis should still, um, you know, get the job done tonight in in dominant fashion. Um, they are going to play. I, I did see an update from Parth um, that. They're going to, they are going to play the game. I see no reason why they wouldn't, right? I mean, I know it's not great for the crowd, but there's no reason to cancel that game.
3: I mean. oh, so long. Yeah. I mean, so long as they, you assume we'd have already heard different, so long as South Florida's in here and you can get both teams in there. Uh, I think at this point you play because you talk about the mess that could be trying to get them back in exactly. here. Exactly. Some at some point later, you're absolutely going to play the game.
2: We don't want to go back to the COVID days, Jason.
3: No, I, I saw where uh, Jeff talked about it, and I think there had been a somebody had posted on social media where they're not going to have every all hands on deck. I think the band, peb band, or whatever want, but the, looks like the what the national champion palm squad, all that's going to be down there. You got to figure it, it's probably going to be a, less than a couple of thousand with the way. You know, the news right now is telling everyone don't get on the streets. We've gotten firsthand accounts from Jeff and everybody else. I mean, I, again, if you've got more than 3,000 down there tonight, I'll be, I'll be shocked. Um It's going to be a little bit of a funky atmosphere. All all that said, you know. It's going to be like I mean, one
2: of them COVID crowds, bro.
3: It, I mean, it really is. It's going to be like a throwback. Now, again, you, you know, not, you know, that don't let them knock down a couple of threes early, you know, steamroll right. them. My, my thing is, Here's what I want, John. I mean, if I could have my way, is that you play your your main guys, your top eight, as Penny Hardaway has sort, sort of separated those guys from the rest of the pack. You play them until this game is in hand. And then you go with the rest of your guys, setting aside the ice. Just the approach tonight, I think, you know, because you've seen that these close wins in AAC competition are hurting you metrically. You've seen that now. And as much as I know, you know, Penny's got that, you know, that that, that that DNA that wants to get everybody out there and see these young guys, and particularly, you know, he, it's not just that. It's not just Penny wants to see a lot of guys. Defensively, he talks about it. I can I can apply more pressure when I'm playing more guys. You'd just rather see them sort of stick to that script they, they had against Wichita State where, you know, you, you stick with that top eight until the game's in hand because, again, a, a double-digit win here, as Ken Palm and, and Vegas expects, helps you in the sense that, no, you're not going to move up what, you know, way up Ken Palm or the net, but you're certainly not going to drop down. Uh, and so that, you know, tonight, tonight needs to be about that. It needs to be about guarding at three-point line and dominating a team on the boards uh, that you should with the way that your bigs are playing. Uh, for, for for what it's worth, the Athletic uh, released, I think, their power rankings either late yesterday or early today, and Memphis moved up four spots to number 11 at 15-2. and two. I'll read you a little bit of what Kyle Tucker said, John, if you'll, if you'll allow me. Is that okay?
2: I love it when you
1: read know,
3: to me. I know you and Kyle are close and so it'll feel like you're talking uh, you're talking to him after living ever so dangerously for three straight games, late threes to beat Tulsa and SMU, an overtime shootout with UTSA. Tigers finally pounded somebody Sunday at Wichita State. Memphis's tenth consecutive victory came via welcome plot twist. The 112-86 route included a program record 19 threes. John, I heard you say the other day with uh, Jeff you're concerned about Memphis' shooting. They just made a, a, a career uh, franchise uh, program record 19 threes. I'll go back to uh, what Penny said. All I can say is, wow, Penny Hardaway said after his team erupted for 63 points uh, in that second half against the Shockers. Here's the, here's the good stuff. Alabama transfer Javon Quinley suddenly asserting himself for the Tigers, hit those consecutive clinching threes against Tulsa and SMU, then dropped 25 on UTSA, then went for 23, 11 assists, four steals, just one turnover, and hit five of six threes in the Wichita State beatdown. Quinley and AAC leading scorer David Jones are a formidable one two punch, which reminds us is anyone in America getting more production from transfers than Penny? So far, 83.3% of Memphis's points. Uh, that's 68.1 per game have been scored by guys he plucked from the portal this offseason or in Naquan Tomlin's case during the season. Takes time for that many new picks to click, but being 15 and 2 while you figure that out is a good place to be, writes Kyle Tucker, who again, uh, yeah. moves Memphis up in the athletic power rankings from 15 to 11. They've, uh, yeah, we, I mean, and that matches up essentially with where. You know, the AP poll has got Memphis at, at 10. They got UConn number one, John, for your money, uh, that that destroyed that Creighton team uh, at number one. In the yeah, I play. mean, look, look, I... The, I John, uh, the, re- the respect is coming, John. The respect that you've longed, you know, that you've longed, uh, uh, argued
2: for is coming.
3: I think it's happening. You know, so well, long as you I'll, keep putting I'll together I'll the way.
2: Anytime. You know what I mean? Anytime yeah. they're ready to deliver it, I'll be ready to accept it. Um... I don't know necessarily like what it. I don't know if it's like a great big like, oh man, we finally got it. You know, it's just like it's a subliminal thing. It's like a, it's a passive thing. It's like just people. So again,
3: yeah, you just ain't, you just haven't been here. People haven't known to watch Memphis at this right. point. You know, nationally, forget us. We treat it like they're top ten every, every 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 day every off season in terms of the way we cover it. But it just you it just not, like I don't, I, again, it, it just
2: feels more to me, Jason, like people are more so waiting on memphis to lose as opposed to like genuinely you know uh discussing them or thinking of them as a contender you know like nobody's sitting around waiting for you know uh kentucky to lose Nobody's sitting around waiting for you know uh uconn to lose and i'm not saying that memphis is necessarily in that group okay like i think they're you know if i was making a tier i would say memphis is probably in the second or third tier of of teams in college basketball but they are a top ten team, and you know that's that's that. There's just a, it just feels to me sometimes like there's just a difference in the way that Memphis is treated as opposed to other teams. And that's fine. Like we like you just laid out. Like that's there's a reason for that. But you know that doesn't mean that it's not time to adjust either.
3: No, I mean I I, I would agree with that. I mean, that, but I, I do think again, and, and it's not like Memphis hasn't given them reason to believe. Okay. Maybe they're going to drop one of these with the last set aside the Wichita State game. Look at the last few games you had played. You could have dropped a couple of them, quite frankly, forget just one of them. And so from that stand you know, and, and, and John, there's also this, just to sort of put a bow on this, this will check back because of everything you've laid out yep. for the next month, bro, yep. it's, it's a freaking desert in terms of, yep. of, of, of quality opponents that Memphis could face that nationally you're, you're even interested in, in, in that outcome. All you're doing yeah. is say we'll check back on you in a month oh, by the way, you better be undefeated, right? That's the way they're looking at this. And, uh, again, you keep adding the wins, they're not going to be able to, you know, piling up the wins, they're not going to be able to deny you. And whether it's these power rankings over at the Athletic, the AP poll, that is evidence of that. You just keep adding the wins up against these inferior-level teams, you'll be where you want to be. You'll be where you want to be. I I, I agree.
2: Well said. Memphis back in action tonight. Uh, 11-point favorites are the Tigers tonight against South Florida. Next story.
3: Real quick, just because I, I, we we can add it here, and I'll let you uh, lead us off with, with McCarthy or Grizzlies. But did you uh, – mm-hmm. I think you did. We talked a little bit about it uh, off, the, uh, off the air. But we saw the news, I think it came out yesterday, about Mikey Williams not being eligible to get enrolled down at UCF, uh, uh, at least according to Mike Bianchi, columnist down there in Orlando, um, until next season because of that sentencing date and your – Felony charge that you pleaded guilty to of making uh, threats doesn't get dropped down until, yes, after the work you do out of court, uh, uh, community service, all that, but it won't get dropped down until the sentencing date, August 12th, or uh, in August that we had talked about. Um, they can't, uh, uh, Bianchi writes, the school's got a rule where you can't, you know, allow in uh, admit students who have an open felony charge against them. And so, for that very simple reason, you know, Mikey had gone down there and you'd seen UCF people writing about it and others talking about UCF was doing everything it could to get him eligible now. And we had talked about it. That's how Mikey can get the bag now, is if he uh, plays immediately, doesn't wait until next year for Penny Hardaway or for UCF or whoever for that matter. That's what Mikey wanted. Uh, looks to me like from, uh, uh, it looks to me like Mikey's, uh, I'm sure. Uh, him and his people today are not very happy. If they've got this news yesterday, whatever it's been, a, it's been a uh, unhappy twenty four hours. I think the plan, John, was we got to get him eligible immediately. And if he can't play at UCF until next year, why would you? Why would you wait on that? Why wouldn't you just come back to Penny Hardaway uh, at this point? Not and I don't even mean to get into the conversation, John, of even Mikey Williams being back in the fold, but. Um, curveball for UCF UCF I would think which was trying everything it could to get him in immediately and obviously a curveball for for Mikey Williams. They even Bianchi questions in his column uh will wonder if if Mikey ever suits up for UCF because it's a long time just like we were saying. It's a long time between now and uh next August when you can uh when you can enroll at UCF.
2: Yeah, I got a I have a statement on this,
3: Jason. Oh, please. By all means, I'll give you the floor.
2: all clowns all clowns please report to the floor
3: dude i had no idea what was happening what
2: is this mikey williams is a clown bro his attorney is a clown um play stupid games
3: I don't. think it, I mean, it's. A, I got the, his father, and I believe to his uncle. Like, it's not. It's not. It's not. Mikey Williams and his attorney making decisions on where to enroll. Realize whoever is a, in charge, a whoever made family, the decision, a group of family around him that is making these decisions.
2: Clowns, yeah. clowns, because they, you know, they clearly did not do their due diligence uh, on the entire process. Because they thought that there was just some pot of gold waiting for him in Orlando that, oh, it was just Memphis. It was just Memphis. Memphis was dragging their ass on this, and it was just a Memphis thing. And uh, I I don't know what they were being told. I don't know what they thought it was going to be. But Mike Bianchi just said two hours ago he ain't even going to be, as you said, allowed to enroll until August. So this whole thing about, oh, well, I got to go get the bag. I got to go get the money. I got to go play somewhere. Bro, you ain't about to play. You ain't about to even be in school, man, because you have a felony charge. So you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And that is what is happening with Mikey Williams. Um, And I just feel like, you know, again, as I said, at best, it was a waste of everybody's time at Memphis. At worst, it was a slap in the face of Penny Hardaway. Um, You know, but I would say congratulations to memphis because they obviously avoided a complete train wreck of a situation with this kid um you know whether he was going to be like we're talking about a kid that probably wasn't even going to be good enough and then he wasn't going to be happy he was clearly that the first sign of adversity going to look to dip bro I, i i look at this as a blessing for memphis because this entire situation has been a complete circus from day one um and it's continuing like like how how dumb can you be in terms of guiding this kid? You're going to UCF because you think Memphis is not doing um the the process of getting through the process quick enough and you can't even enroll until August at UCF. If ever. I mean, yeah, it's, just, it's I, just I mean
3: it, it is it, it's a it's a it's a poor decision on the, on the part of, of Mike and his people, but I would also add, I mean, I would also just be interested in what UCF was telling him. Clearly, you know, they, I mean, Bianchi writes it out. There, there's UCF and other state colleges have a rule that says an athlete charged with a felony cannot be enrolled or eligible to play until the felony charge is either dropped or reduced. You know what I'm saying and and there were again reports out there that UCF was trying to get him eligible immediately. I mean, how much were they leading him on that we can get around this? You know what I'm saying? Again, why why was this even an option if 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 from the very beginning it's set in stone that you you can't, and this has long been a rule. Even Bianchi points to uh, Bobby Bowden years ago saying, "You know, man, I hope that kid's got a misdemeanor so we can take him in." Like it's long been the rule and understood down there. So the fact that they would take him in with any understanding on at least Mikey's side, thinking I can get eligible immediately and play down there. I just wonder what was what did Johnny Doc should there be any egg on their face in terms of did you tell this kid you were gonna get him eligible immediately, get him the bag immediately, and that's why you make the decision? Because again, on the surface right there, this law's gone back for a while. Now remember up here it was up, up up here in Memphis, like this was always the question we were asking Memphis and never getting the clear you know, whether it was the Beat Riders or whatever else never getting the clear answer on do you can you enroll a student that's got a felony charge hanging over him, and Memphis to you know in this case at least enrolled him in online courses, at least down here in Florida, it's been the case going back to Bowden at Florida State. so for years it's been on the books. You just wonder again, you know UCF made this so public, let him put out the social post. Like, were they telling him we're going to get around this and get you immediately eligible? Did they not get it from the jump that this won't be changed from a felony to a misdemeanor until next August? Like, it, it does. It's, it's, it's egg on the face for Mikey because Penny Hardaway's had your back the entire time. Looks like you're going to have to wait a year, and you could have done that here. But it's also, I mean, I would say UCF, what were you doing? Because if you took this kid in with any sort of uh, telling him that we're going to get you eligible, then you told him wrong. Then you, you told him wrong. So it's, it's, it's a hot mess, and you're probably right. In the end, it's probably a blessing for Memphis that you just get, kind of get away from you know, uh, guys that can become or issues that become distractions like this. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'd just be interested to hear, man, what was UCF telling them, John? You know, they didn't just sign up and say, okay, we're, you know, there, it, there's the business to think of, and the business was about getting on the court now. So I just, I'm just curious what Johnny Dawkins was telling them.
2: Yeah, I mean, Johnny Dawkins doesn't seem like the kind of guy to me that would lie to the kid. Um, you know, maybe maybe he had no. Him, I wondered uh, if know. he could get it. I wonder if he thought he could get it past the rule
3: because this thing eventually, as we all know, will be a misdemeanor. You know, I wonder if initially he it, it thought that or right? you know whether it was with the UCF administration or whatever else. I wonder if he thought that and told the kid that. Because, again, what, what, what's the difference? Why, why, why change? If you've got to wait a year, if you're Mikey, man, you could just stay committed to Memphis right now or stay in the portal. He made the decision to go to UCF, so they had to be telling him something along the lines of, we think we can get you eligible. Uh, but, but, again, you know, I don't, who knows if we'll, if we'll ever know? I'm sure Johnny Dawkins will be asked about it, but how deep he'll get into, you know, we thought whether or not this kid would be eligible now. Who knows what we'll get?
2: Speaking of Johnny Dawkins, bro, weirdest thing, weirdest story in college basketball that probably nobody is talking about. This dude has beaten Texas and Kansas in their two of their first five games of the Big Twelve. Like he stunk in the AAC, yeah. and yet they go to the Big Twelve and like they're 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 actually more successful in the Big Twelve than they were in the AAC. Can you explain that to me? I mean, it seems I insane.
3: I know I cannot. Um...
2: That's random I as can't. hell.
3: Big Twelve's been a little wacky this year, so uh, that's about all I can add to it in terms of how. But it is—it is strange. Uh, Johnny went, even with NBA level talent, couldn't get to the top of the AAC. You know, going and swinging a uh, swinging blows the big boys in Big Twelve. Not not too bad. Not too bad.
2: Yeah. Uh, anyway, congrats to Mikey Williams. Next story. Might said congrats. Uh, uh, as uh, we're gonna, we're going to stick with uh, people named Mike who are clowns. Mike McCarthy is back, baby. A lot of people, including probably us on the show, thought that it was over for Mike uh, with the Cowboys after that embarrassing loss, that embarrassing exit in the first round of the NFL playoffs this season to the Packers. It is not. It is not. Jerry Jones announced yesterday that Mike McCarthy will return as head coach in 2024. He said, I believe this team is very close and capable of achieving our ultimate goals and the best step forward for us will be with Mike McCarthy as our head coach. There's great benefit to continuing the team's progress under Mike's leadership as our head coach. Specifically, there are many layers of success that have occurred this season as a result of Mike's approach to leading the team, both with individual players and with our team collectively. Mike has the highest regular season winning percentage of any head coach in Cowboys history, And we will dedicate ourselves in partnership with him to translating that into reaching our postseason goals. Certainly, Mike's career has demonstrated postseason success at a high level, and we have great confidence that that can continue. Further, our loss on Sunday is shared by everyone here, not just Coach McCarthy. Our players, our coaches, our front office, myself, there is accountability for our results. I am accountable for our results. The lens we use to view and evaluate Coach McCarthy is holistic. While we're all disappointed with the result on Sunday and with our playoff record, I am 100% supportive of him as our head coach and ability to reach our goals. La, 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 la. Um, So that's basically the gist of it. Um, Others have pointed out it's impossible to be more pre-fired than Mike McCarthy is. Uh, He is... So pre-fired, it is ridiculous. He is absolutely gone next season, and I guess you know from the from the Cowboys' perspective, if they didn't feel like it was really going to work with Bill Belichick, which you know it seems right. like he's about to get on, in right. Atlanta, you know uh, you you have to sort of make the 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 best of, of of bad situations, right? Like you have, you know, the the chance that they have missed their chance. Um, you have, you know. Uh, the chance that, you know, you just ride it out, see if it gets better. I mean, you know, it's – I don't know. I think there's probably they're, – they're probably all bad situations. But, you know, in the end, you know, it it just feels like we're going to um, be right back here a year from now, doesn't it? Oh, we will. Um, on the surface,
3: John, it, it's real easy to look at the playoff record one and three. Um There there was another stat, you know, it's 36 and 15 in the last three seasons and 42 and 25 in the four seasons. Uh, It's the last three where he's had three straight 12 win seasons. But if you dig into that, he's 13 and 15 versus teams who've ended the season with a winning record. Okay. And so out of that, that, that great best ever regular season record of any Cowboys coach, if you boil it down there ain't a lot of substance in it in terms of beating great teams, and there certainly isn't in the playoffs with the 1-3 and record in the postseason. That's on the surface, and so me and you, it's really easy to say you need to go a different direction. The second part of this, though, is what you touched on. If you can't get Bill Belichick or if Jerry Jones just felt like that wasn't going to be a great fit, we all did. We all said it said it looked ready-made. Then sticking with Mike McCarthy going into the final season of his contract, you're not giving him an extension year. It's kind of like you said, John. I like the way you, it's really a pre-fire. Like you're going, you're you're on your last year. Uh, next year, you tell me it's is trying to lure Harbaugh and giving him all kind of control because who knows? You know what's what the charges have offered him, whatever. I just think if you can't get Belichick going back with Mike McCarthy in a final season after three straight twelve win years ain't the worst deal. I I could sit up here and argue he ain't the right guy for the job. And, John, I think ultimately it will be what you said, that this time next year when they have failed in the playoffs, it'll be a no-brainer because he's at the end of his contract. And clearly Jerry did not touch on that. You're not extending him. You're putting him into the last year of that deal after 312 win seasons and giving him one more chance, basically. Um, We can go back and forth on whether it's the right move, but I tell you, if I'm not getting Bill Belichick, and you're right. I mean, Josina Anderson is saying, and others are saying, it's a done deal to Atlanta. Looks like for Bill Belichick. I got my questions about that. But if you're not upgrading there, then I, I'm not going to sit up here and, and 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 argue you down about you know going back for another season with Mike McCarthy after Dak Prescott. At least in the regular season, just had what one of his best seasons on paper. So uh, they're giving him one more chance. He's the guy who stuck with Jason Garrett for nine years. As much as he tells you, it's all about Super Bowls. Uh, this was probably always the way it was going to be. Uh, keeping Mike McCarthy for that last year in the contract.
2: Yep. <clears throat> so they're keeping him, and uh, you know, it's it's more the same. Um, but it will be Mike McCarthy on the sidelines in 2024 for the Dallas Cowboys. Next story.
3: Uh, Memphis Grizzlies back on the floor tonight. We touched on a little bit, taking on a Minnesota Timberwolves team that's handled them this year. Uh, in the previous meetings, and his favorite, uh, I looked at this morning; thirteen and a half. I think John says it's come down a little bit. Still double digits, though. This Minnesota team that's sixteen and two at home. I think the only team that's got a better home record is those Boston Celtics over on the east side that are twenty and zero at home. So Minnesota has been fantastic. Uh, if you're looking for good things for the Grizzlies, Gigi Jackson, forty-three points. His last two games is certainly one of those. Vince Williams Jr. Uh, has been fantastic, but Memphis, you know, for whatever reason, eleven and ten. On the road this year, uh, it has been a uh, for again, uh, something that at times you can't understand. Two of those wins with down in, in, uh, in New Orleans at that point with John ja Morant. Um, but again, one of the better road records in the league. Uh, and it just doesn't make a lot of sense for a team that's 15 and 25, only four wins at home. Uh, I doubt that road success continues. What you're coming off of a three and oh, and your last one, and that was a big part of it. Uh, all that said. Uh, we could talk about tonight's game, Anthony Edwards, all that kind of stuff. What's You know, Grizzlies playing young guys, all those kind of things. I touched on it with John that we had not discussed. The story that Draymond Green told on his podcast, apparently, about uh, the game against the Grizzlies, the game they lost, obviously, on Monday uh, in the Martin Luther King Jr. Day game. Uh, apparently, at halftime of that game, at least according to Draymond, G.G. Uh, Jackson confronted Steph Curry about being snubbed, really not snubbed, uninvited from the Steph Curry camp. And I guess this is something, you know, Steph said he was sort of shocked by it. He didn't realize it was going to come. G.G. G. Jackson at halftime saying, hey, man, you uninvited me from your Steph Curry guards camp. Uh, Steph was surprised. But I guess we shouldn't be when you consider how, uh, you know, uh, very, uh, you know, just a couple of years ago, this must have been. You're talking about a kid that just turned 19 years old. And for Gigi Jackson, that's a very recent memory of not, you know, being uninvited to Steph's camp as opposed to, you know, for Steph, who's got camps and, and prospects that come through them year after year after year and probably doesn't see half these guys or a quarter of these guys until they're well into their NBA careers, if they've even made it. Uh, you've got, you got, uh, Gigi Jackson telling them, Hey man, uh, I you know you motivated me and uninvited me from your camp. I thought in in, in this case, uh, and Draymond was complimentary of young Gigi. Uh, said that look, I haven't followed his whole career, but the young man was shooting that thing uh, like he was super confident, and said he liked what he saw for the most part. What'd you think of uh, Draymond Green's story uh, about Gigi Jackson telling Steph, "You, uh, man, you uninvited me, man, motivated me."
2: I thought it was inspirational. That's what I thought. Uh- yeah. thought it should it should drive us all you know that we all we all have uh we all have things don't we that drive that motiv-
3: us. motivate us what's yours yeah. John? what were you uninvited from that still motivates you to this day
2: um it's not necessarily something that i was invited uninvited from more you know more so you know yeah like not not uh believed in or uh, nowadays it's just like trying to feed my kids. That's what motivates me. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah. and trying to, uh, you know, trying to set a good example. Um, it, it used to be different things, right? Like, it's kind of funny how life evolves. Like I used to have, like my, my fire burns, but it burns in a very different way in 2024 than it did say eight years ago when we started, you know, um, when we started doing this show, my fire burned to prove to, you know, myself and and to others that you know we could do this show. We could do this show successfully um, despite all the, the odds at that time. Um, and and then of course, as you become successful and you do it and you and you start to see the results that you desire, you know, and you get and you, and you see them consistently, and you're accepted, and people have have you know been supportive then, you know, it's like, okay, well, I can't really sit around here and say that I'm trying to prove that anymore because like that's kind of, it's been proven. Um, and so for me now, I think it's just, you know, what, what motivates me today is, you know, with my, uh, with my son about to arrive, it's sort of, you know, being for him what I never had. Um, I know we didn't expect to necessarily get this deep into it, but I obviously, you know, wanna I wanna always want to give you a thoughtful answer, Jason. And so for me, you know, obviously I love I love Riley with all my heart. She's my firstborn and you know, she's an amazing blessing and a gift from God every day. But it's different, I feel, um, with the with the son, you know, and especially sort of given my own um, you know, my own life and my own path. Um you know, I I had to come up in my life in a very different way. I had to sort of carve my own path, and um, you know, lean on father figures as opposed to you know my actual father, and and that's great. And I'm blessed that I had those in my life, um, and and I cherish that, and I wouldn't replace it, and I wouldn't change it. Um, but what drives me today is wanting to actually be that father for my son, for for DJ. And you know, uh, be a be a man that he can look up to, and and, and want to do things with when he's not just you know ten years old, but twenty years old, and thirty years old, and forty years old. Somebody that you know he wants to come over, and he wants to spend time, with and he wants to watch sports, and maybe he wants to get into sports, and maybe he wants to you know be a media guy, or maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But just be somebody that sets an example for him in a positive and a productive way um that i did not have in my home you know uh as a kid and i think that's a powerful thing so that's what drives me today my fire burns jason it just wow. burns in a different way
3: Wow, I think uh, after hearing that, you should do a dad camp, uh, like Steph does the <laughs> No, man, camp. I don't think at so. some point I don't think do I'm a in a position camp, to do that. And you should invite young dads. You should invite them, uh, and you guys will do drills. You'll do things on how to be how to be a great dad, John. That's what I that's what I think you should do. Can I make a prediction real quick before we move on to the next thing? And that was a beautiful. Uh, that that was I, it was deeper than I thought you were going to go, and uh, you took us there. I'm going to predict that Gigi Jackson. Has a thirty-five point game before we're done this year? Is that a, is that is that even going out on a limb, or is that something we all? I mean, think? that's a
2: lot, bro, for a nineteen-year-old kid. That's I'm, a lot.
3: I'm gonna say, yeah, okay. At
2: first, I thought I was gonna set it at thirty-two, but I didn't
3: think. I think thirty-two feels like he's gonna get the shots, John. And and there's gonna yeah. be another night where he's shooting it like Clay Thompson, like Draymond Green uh, said the other night about him. i I'm, I want, but I want to go big here. I'm gonna say the way they shift gears and the minutes Gigi Jack's gonna get. We're going to get a thirty-five out of him. I don't, but but he is limited in terms of uh, number of games he can play too, right? Uh, what, is it fifty? What, whatever it is for the two-way, I guess. I guess right, uh, but he'll play most of a full season the rest of the oh, way, for sure. Even yes. on his two-way deal, because he hasn't been up with the big club much this year. For so I'll sure. have, my point: I'll have opportunities to get. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Gigi gets a thirty-five point game, putting himself even more on the uh, on the map of the NBA and of Steph Curry again.
2: Yes, absolutely. Like that's uh, that's that's a good one. That's a good one to, to track. That's a good one to uh, keep. You oh, know, we got to
3: find some something in this Grizzly camp. season with it. You know, just washing the season at this
2: point. <clears throat> Thank you for letting me uh, give you my I goals, did. Jason. Uh,
3: dude, it was it was beautiful. I mean, we're talking about what drives uh, Gigi Jackson, and now we know. You know, what well, drives, you know, and
2: the truth is, Jason, amazing. what drives him is going to change. You know, I mean, it just is, and the, the natural progression. You know, being a being a professional,
3: you oh, know. It, as well as you, as well as you. Or will it always, it'll always just be about raising that young, raising young Dom.
2: Well, someday it won't be because someday he'll be, you know, exactly. 15 years old. It, it changes know? for and, all I don't know. Right. But, right. you know, when, when, when Gigi is coming into the league, you know, and he's a two-way guy, a second-round guy, like, it's, yeah, like you find little things like that, you know, to, to say you know you know i'm gonna i'm gonna prove that i des- i deserved an invitation or i des- i deserve to be a first round pick okay fantastic so then you do that for two years okay well now you have a, a a real deal now you're a rotation guy you know then what is it okay i deserve to be a starter okay well then you become a starter well now i'm a starter you know now it's an all now now i'm gonna prove you know what i'm saying so it's just it, it, it graduates you know what i'm saying um but but it's part of the journey oh, you know cool. and uh you know, I, he's he is one of the easiest Grizzlies to root for, right? I mean, you, you know, 19 years old, all the opportunity in the world in front of him. So, I mean, that may be one of those, like we talk about the misses, you know, we should probably start talking about Gigi as one of those big hits, you know, I mean, well, I know it's early, but it's, I, I don't know how many NBA players there are that, you know, come in at 19 and are drafted in the second round and, and are putting up 25 plus, you know what I mean? It's not, well, I, don't, I don't think there's a great long list.
3: And to your point, it makes it easier to root for him. It makes him such a story how grateful he seems to be about everything, about every minute. You know, you see a, a Ben Simmons or somebody coming to the league young, and I realize Ben Simmons in a different spot with how he came into the league. But there's this sense of entitlement. And at one point, Gigi Jackson was the number one rated player in his class, and that could have set in. And he's had to learn some things in terms of growing up as well. That That is clear. But But – There seems to be now such an awareness, such a gratefulness, right, about being in the league, having to go through the G League, everything else, but get these minutes. You saw it in the way that, uh, you know, how excited he was just to hear from Shaq, just to hear his voice. Can't believe I'm in this spot or whatever else. The first time invited to the podium after the game. Like that's one of those things when you, that, that sort of gratefulness is something you pull for as opposed to these. Again, you see a lot of young guys coming to the league. There's a sense of entitlement. I should be given more. And right now it feels like Gigi is just happy for everything he gets. So it makes it at 19, you see the buckets and you see the the gratefulness. And yeah, man, you could, uh, you just, you want more of it for him uh, because he's so easy to root for. He seems to get it. Uh, Again, it's very early. That you're, you're, how is he going to deal with adversity when he hits in some clunker games? Because they're coming. All that's still got to be determined. But there's there's an it factor there, man, and a lot of it to do with that, not just the fact that he's a bucket, but uh, the way he sort of is in terms of off the court. That uh, yeah, man, you hope you you know the Grizzlies keep developing, uh, that they keep adding uh, to the fire. And so, yeah, man, uh, Gigi Jackson, something that we'll all be tuned in for for the rest of his season. Certainly, he'll be one of yeah, the hot P- ones.
2: PSA. Jason, because uh, we are a uh, you know a service to people, MLGW is asking people between 1 and 5 p.m., which is coming up, uh, stop dripping your faucets.
3: Yeah, the water conservation. At first, I thought that was going to be another going back into uh, conserving energy mode, but it's just the water, apparently, for now, John.
2: Yeah, now, I don't think that applies to, you know, Germantown residents, because we have our own water, as you know, whether or yeah, not it's, it's gas in the it depends, but um, we do have our own water. Um, but yes, if you're in the Memphis area and you get your water from MLG and W, they are asking you to uh, stop dripping your faucets. So now, did did you, how did
3: that get? Did y'all, did y'all just switch over to uh, drinking that Mississippi River water in Germantown? Did y'all get to connect to that, or what are you doing? That they did never you, really
2: you explained. You
3: got you got uh, the pool cleaned up. You got the the pool that you have cleaned up. Got the diesel out of it.
2: What? Yeah, we yeah they, they they I guess so, man. That was okay. a crazy time. Holy right. hell, that was insane. We're glad y'all are okay in Germantown now with your Washington. I mean, I was you know I was about to run for mayor, bro. It was getting real dramatic. Well, you were
3: hurling uh, some pretty heavy allegations at the current mayor, Mayor I believe. So there's I'm no other way to, to do it, down. man. I mean, if you're, gonna, you're, you're
2: if you're going to hurl an allegation, they better be heavy. I'm glad you're behind him again. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. But the water is doing what it's supposed to do. So, you know, it's touch and go, man. It's touch and go every single day. Anyway, uh, good stuff. Margin is going to join us at one twenty five. Talk to him about Grizzlies, Gigi Jackson, Tigers basketball back in action. Lots more to come here on the show. Don't go anywhere, Jason and John on you turn ESPN. Memphis and the Mid South's flagship home of the Memphis Grizzlies. D. Jackson, the
0: left side might catch it, two, three. What a shot by the rookie! Ring it up, put three on the board. He caught it, got his shoulder squared and buried it. Eighteen Older for G.G. Jackson. Twenty in the last ball game, oh. and now Gilliard picks Curry's pocket. Length of the four drive for the layup. Oh, a thief in the night! Jacob Gilliard was not the NCAA all-time leader in steals for no reason, as he gets the bucket. And the fans love it. One hundred and ninety-four Griz by six. Vince
3: is talking to Curry all the way up the court. Too. The players, the team, the grind lives
0: on 92.9 FM ESPN. Our right hand dribble to the top of the key. Back for Jackson. Left sideline three again. Bring oh. it up. Put three on the board. Gigi Jackson. His second consecutive 20-point game. He's got 21. The rookie out of South Carolina who had 12 points in his first six NBA games in his last two now has 41. 92.9 FM ESPN is Memphis's
3: Grizzlies station. Was a fun NFL Super Wild Card weekend, especially for your boy, when uh 5-1 in our j picks against the spread challenge. Uh, we are now on the divisional round. We'll see if I can stay... As hot and for these teams, you know, it's winter go home, but you'll always have a spot in the playoffs, of course, with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. FanDuel's got so many ways for you to pick up the dub. Uh, all you've got to do, new customers, get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet is very easily go over to fanduelcom slash J Smith. You can take advantage of this offer. Again, $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. You hear me talking about it. You hear Jeff talking about it. You hear Gabe talking about it. Uh, Gronk nationally talking about it because it's one of the best deals in the biz. So take advantage. Again, FanDuel.com/slash J slash J-S-M-I-T-H is how you... Get in on the fun. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL and of 92.9 FM ESPN. You have to be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. That expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline Line
0: 1-800-889-9789. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,
1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: He is the bluebird. Here to stay is a new bird.
2: He sings a love song as we go along. Walking in the winter wonderland. Welcome back. The Jason and John Show
3: meadow,
2: on a snowman. dicey then Thursday afternoon. Although, Jason, I am. I'm here on my desktop, and it's telling me it's 33 degrees outside, which is above freezing.
3: Um, yeah, but that, that comes back and hurts you overnight because it gets slushy, right, when it starts to – that's what happened yesterday. The, it warmed up, got a little slushy, then it freezes back over overnight. You add that to the icy rain today, you got to – you got, an, you got an ice skating rink. And so, yeah, yeah, it goes up, it melts it, but we're going back down for the rest of the week, so it might not be necessarily a great thing. If you and it's beer. not going
2: to be above freezing until, <clears throat> what, uh, next week? Something like that, yeah. Monday sun- Sunday and Monday, it looks like it's going to be... Um,
3: uh back up 43 Forty three, fifty two, fifty six. yeah as opposed to or to be in back in studio
2: man i mean i i enjoy the the home setup you know just as much as anybody but it is just by definition it's just less personal you know um, uh
3: I, yeah i felt it yesterday as i could sit there and look brad in the eye so even in that little bit of interaction we had it did it felt like it was much smoother just feels like a better show so it's always better when we're together uh mm-hmm. and yet I was able to capitalize and, and make a, a snowman with my son yesterday. Hey. i think it was the, right. the, the snow up until, up until this morning, and Brad would know this because he's been out there playing in it. Um, it's been a dry snow that you could not really pack into snowballs or more. There's certainly not a snowman. So we, John, I was out there huffing and puffing. It took me about two hours to make a, a little three foot snowman so CJ could be happy because that damn snow wouldn't stick. There's only no been really
4: about a six-hour window of good stuff, Jason, to, and you're exactly right. Like, And it was really Monday because we had some powder. We had a little bit of powdery. wet into it. It was a, yeah. a, a slightly warmer, and then it got super cold, no-packed snow. Today is really the—I mean, it is really hard driving out there. you got to go slow, and, and you're right. It's good that it's above freezing now. So it should hopefully melt for me to cruise home a little bit here. To get home. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you've got to avoid the idiots, though. Like, for example, Jeff talked about that area over here by Quince, by the Walgreens, by White Station. I drove through the parking lot because you got to avoid people because people are just – and I'm not trying to do the generality thing, but it's – got to avoid other people.
3: Well, it looks no, like MSDS. Uh, did I did I see where MSDS is going ahead and canceled for tomorrow because of the situation? Yeah,
2: okay. yeah. It's gonna yeah. it's
4: gonna be another cancel. It's a yeah, lost week. I think I saw where that that announcement was made. Yep.
2: Yeah. There's no. You can't ask people. So you can't ask school buses to get out in this. I mean, you just yeah. you just cannot.
4: Well, and you know, if it, if it were dried up, even it would it would be all hell tomorrow because people would be going crazy, stir crazy. Might as well get a clean break and come back Monday. Let's reboot. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean,
2: there's no. There's no doubt. I mean, that's just the that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I, look, as I, again, my wife's a teacher, so yeah. You know, she's been home with Rye this whole week. That's been that's been awesome. She's getting a little too comfortable, but we'll deal with that bridge when we get to it. You know what I mean? I imagine for those
3: Memphis fans that do show up tonight, you may as well just come on down. Come on down to the lower bowl because that's
2: well. There's really- going to be limited. They're not. They're going to have limited concessions tonight, Jason. Oh. They just announced is that, that, right?
3: Wow. So yes. it is going to be operating it. At- like half capacity or something. Can, even can you
2: actually, workers. can you help us uh, work concessions tonight? We're, we need some staff.
3: <laughs> no, but there might be some Bills fans that are willing to go down there and do it. You know, they're all into the manual. $20
2: license. an hour, bro.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Bills fans, they'll do it. They'll do it for a dollar.
2: Yeah, that was embarrassing. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, if you're out there and you are, uh, you know, I don't think there are, I mean, are, are people driving? Like, is, I mean, I know, uh, obviously I don't well, know. Well, here's a good
4: example. There, there are people who are obviously FedEx. You've got hospital workers. Cause I'm friends with a lot of hospital workers at Methodist and Baptist East. And then like, here's another example. Like this guy from the uh, USFL is trying to get to the radio station today. He is adamant about having like the new coach in like doing in-person interviews. Like he is the one guy who wants to be at the radio station today. I, he's from Orlando. I just looked him up on LinkedIn and I'm like, bro, we are barely here, what are you doing? You know,
2: hey, he's got some ambition. He man. wants to be on
4: the Gabe Coon show worse than anybody I've ever heard, which is awesome. I love the Gabe Coon show, so I'm glad the dude's here, but he's like, yeah, I'll be there. I'm here. We're getting around fantastic. He's that making fantastic. the rounds like i I yeah. assume he's doing t v he's doing radio uh they wanna they want to market the showboats today on this lovely Thursday,
2: so you can hear him on Gabe uh-huh. show this afternoon. I respect the hustle, you yeah, know, I respect the uh. You know, the the want to, uh, no doubt about The hustle. That. Sounds like the Grizzlies. It is it is the hustle. Yeah. hmm Absolutely. Sorry. Well, if you're out there on the roads, um, I would definitely... Uh, I, I, even yesterday, man, I was like... I, I got out a little Don't bit yesterday. To, I had to make a run, and I was like, damn, it, it yeah. was a little slippery and slidey yesterday. It's just, you know, not whatever it is you think you need. It ain't worth it, man. So, um, anyway... We just I need would, essential
4: uh, workers on the roads. I mean, that, you know, I, I know that sounds really sort of trite, but, you know, you, No, you, you, I mean, you, I think,
2: yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that totally. Yeah. Like, I'm you here just need... to run
4: the boards so that it works fine, but, you know,
2: need yep. less of. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Look, we're going to come back. Uh, Mark G. and I is going to join us uh, at 125, talk to him about all this Grizzlies, Tigers, and more. Uh, perhaps Bill Belichick's got his. Um, his landing spot. We'll talk about that. Lots more to come. Stick around. Jason and John on turn FM, ESP This
0: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.